Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is Dirt and Sprague. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. Why would you do that? Curiosity, I guess. Heck, I'm curious like a cat. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hey, now, kid, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, But, But what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? And Brendan Sprague. I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080, The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2, and YouTube.com backslash 1080, The Fan. Austin Meek will join us at the bottom of the hour. Uh, but Dirt, we've got the college football playoff rankings to get to here. We've got the top ten. You're damn right we do. I was all fired up for this yesterday. Were you? I was. I was sitting around waiting all afternoon. I almost never catch this live anymore. <laughs> I forgot that it started at 4. Yeah, it's always early. I thought it was 4.30, and so I walked back into the living room at uh, like 4.07, and I'm like, wait a minute, we're already on number 11. <laughs> Who was 25 through 12? Show it again. If you missed the first hour of the show, you can always catch it at 1080thefan.com, our Service Patriots podcast. Uh, if you go to, uh, if you hand me that read right there, Dirk, oh, yes, uh, you yeah. have it. Right there. There you go, buddy. You only have one of these. Uh, if you uh, check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com uh, slash 1080, the fan. Good deals for our listeners out there. The Vancouver Ford text line is 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at vancouverford.com. Uh, top 10. Ole Miss 10. Oklahoma 9, Bama 8, Texas 7, Oregon 6, Washington 5. And your top four in the playoff right now would be Florida State, Michigan, Georgia, and Ohio State. Any surprises there to you? Not really, no. I mean, I asked you guys yesterday, where is Michigan ranked? Um, Swag got it. He said four. You said fifth. So they put them above Washington. 
which whatever. Like I think you're splitting hairs at that point. Washington has looked like ass the last two weeks, but they have a they have a quality win, and Michigan does not. Michigan has blown everybody out, but their schedule is ass. So it's like, what do you what do you value more? They think Michigan's playing better football right now, so that's why they gave them that spot. Do I think Ohio State is the best team in the country? No, I don't actually. Their offense has some major issues, and it's ironic that Marvin Harrison Jr. gets the amount of attention he gets when there's two wide receivers on the West Coast who are putting up as good, if not better, numbers than him and Odunze and, and Troy Franklin at Washington and Oregon. I think they got issues on that side of the ball. Their defense is unquestionably good. I don't think they're the best team in the country, but again, you're splitting hairs, right? What's more valuable, the way that you look or who you have beaten? I do think there were some controversial decisions, mainly where Oklahoma is ranked in context to Texas and Alabama. Uh, I think that was that was a bit of a head-scratcher, but if you're, if you're going on the local angle, Washington, you feel fine. You're number five. You win this weekend. You got Utah coming up. Oregon State, that's three straight games against ranked opponents, not to mention a chance to beat Oregon again in the Pac-12 title. Like, they will be fine. And Oregon being the top-ranked one-loss team, I had asked you guys that yesterday. You both said they would. In the dirty poll, I have them behind Texas because I think the win at Alabama is more impressive than what Oregon can boast resume-wise at this point in the season. But being the top one-loss uh, you know, ranked team in, in the first poll is a really big deal. Here was uh, the committee's Boo Kerrigan on Ohio State being number one. The win over Penn State, you know, the win at Nerdane, the win at Wisconsin, you know, a top five defense. Looking at who they are, what they've done this year, Georgia with the big win over Florida, the, the win over Kentucky, you know, when, when you're weighing these things out, and, and you know this, I mean, everything's thin. You, you know, it's, it's, it's not wide gaps that we're talking about and that we're looking at. So, you know, at the end of it, the 13 uh, members of the committee came up with Ohio State one based on, you know, kind of the resume to date and the way they play and what they've been able to accomplish this year. Georgia, really, really good team. But we, we put Ohio State one and Georgia two. I think Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, Washington would all beat Ohio State personally and maybe Florida State because Keon Coleman's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but – if you want to put them one because of their schedule so far, like whatever, it'll it'll all play itself out anyway. It always does. Yeah, they lose to Michigan at the end of the year. Doesn't matter where you're ranked right now. It's interesting to tout ranked opponent victories for Ohio State mm-hmm. and then put Washington behind. Uh, uh, who was I going? Michigan. With? Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. Florida State's behind them too. Yeah, Michigan. Like you can talk about, they look so dumb. And I saw that from Chris Felica of Fox, and I. I I didn't respond, but I wanted to. Like they've played literally nobody. Like it's not no, hard no. to look dominant when you've played like a bunch of bums. Yeah, and that's kind of what Michigan's schedule is. And yet, not hurting Ohio State's touted for schedule. They're still stuck in this. You know what? One actually upset me the most of all the rankings: Penn State. Mm. Why is Penn State in the top twelve? Yeah, they were number eleven. They're ahead of Missouri and Louisville, two other one-loss teams. They've done nothing. Penn State has beaten nobody. Yeah to warrant being in the top 12. I just think that that, that of all the ones, that one upset me the most. Uh, for those wondering about the sign-stealing saga, Boo Kerrigan talked about that in terms of how they view Michigan. Here's what he had to say. Our job's, you know, simple, right? I mean, our job is to rank the teams. Our job is to uh, adhere to the protocol that we have. And it wasn't part of the discussion. You, you know, as you're looking at it, we talked about this in the room. Our job is not to project right? We, we don't project forward into week 11 or week 12. We're not going to project into something. It's an NCA issue. It's not a CFP issue uh, that we're talking about. So, you know, again, we, we were looking at Michigan as a team. 
So they're they're going to kind of do. I had said this yesterday. I don't think it, they're going to view it as their job. This is NCAA Big Ten stuff to handle. They're not going to punish Michigan while this is happening, as long as we know, like their full strength. The coach is there. There's no conclusive evidence that they did all the what they're alleged to have done. So the committee's basically saying we're out on that. That's <laughs> not our job. We're supposed to rank teams, and they think Michigan's third. It is It is interesting. I wish they would take a, a more serious tone on it, but I get that they don't want to wade into this, you know, controversial waters, and they don't want to have to, you know, comment on why is Michigan cheating and should that play into where they're ranked and all that. Every year when this stuff rolls around, I'm just reminded of how excited I am for the future of the sport in terms of the playoff model. I get that the conference realignment stuff sucks, and it, it's bummed a lot of us out. This year of all years would be the perfect year for an expanded playoff, and you're highlighting the hypocritical nature of what matters but then also doesn't matter in like back-to-back sentences from these people. This is why we need to get away from this crap. So you tell me Ohio State deserves to be number one. I'm, I'm not even like trying to sound pissed about this. It's the first rankings. All of it will usually settle itself on the field. But you tell me in one breath that Ohio State has these quality wins. That's why they're number one. They've beaten Penn State, which I don't view as that quality of a win. They're at home. They always beat Penn State. And they beat Notre Dame. Let's also not acknowledge or let's acknowledge that that play happened on the last play of the game. And if Notre Dame has 11 players on the field on either of the final two plays, maybe they don't lose that game and they win win that game but all right we'll give you the credit for those quality wins so that's that's the determining factor in Ohio State being there but then we go to Georgia being number two what's Georgia's best win this year they say big win over Florida, Florida? like yeah. what are we doing here big win over Florida Florida sucks Utah house Florida, Florida got smoked by Utah like yeah. stop propping up bad SEC teams Florida's not a good team so it doesn't matter that Georgia hasn't beaten anybody doesn't matter that Michigan hasn't beaten anybody because they look good but then Florida State's number four because they haven't looked great and then we're just forgetting that Florida State has a win over LSU, who might go on to win the SEC West again this year if they beat Alabama this weekend. Duke is a team that was ranked. like They have quality wins. Washington has a quality win. So you tell me in one breath what matters is your resume, and then you tell me in the next breath what matters is the way that you look and how dominant you appear in the games that you're playing. And it just... I cannot wait to get past all this, and this is like a, hey, let's see where the teams are ranked, but I know that if you win your conference and there's certain guaranteed spots that this becomes a moot point week in and week out. If you were to count Texas and Oklahoma, which you wouldn't, but you could, as SEC teams because they're basically there next year, six of the top 12 teams, because we'll have expanded playoff next year, are SEC teams. There are three Big Ten teams, and there's two Pac-12. Now, you could say Sprague, those are one loss or undefeated. Yeah. Who has Penn State played? This, this right. is my problem with right. it. It's, And this is what gets me fired. It's not like, oh, Ohio State won or, or not. Eh, that'll work itself out. Michigan, Georgia, like all that stuff will figure itself out. It's the way they perceive conferences and how they give preferential treatment. They can say they don't. They watch the games. They look at the analytics. I, Penn State's resume, just look at the schedule. Now throw all the the stats out because they've played nobody, and when they played somebody, they were embarrassingly bad. So I just, when we move to 12, this is what's going to piss me off is this stuff. Penn State making a playoff because they're Penn State. It's ridiculous. I almost wondered last night, are we better off to do the 12-team playoff thing 
but use the BCS model. I wouldn't be opposed to Let it. Let the I computers sort that stuff out. Here's what I would say about Penn State, because I saw, I think it was Stuart Mandel who was tweeting last night, nobody's going to be more excited for an expanded playoff than Penn State. They would they would be the last team in, and this current ranking, that will obviously change. They still have to play Michigan. And he listed all the other years that they would have made it as an at-large team. Here's the caveat that I would throw on that, though. Going forward, their schedule's going to be harder. Like, right now in the Big Ten, you have three legitimate teams. Mm-hmm. And Penn State, I will put in, like, Penn State's not a horrible program. They have a lot of talent. Like, that's a legitimate program. Outside of that, what do you have in the Big Ten right now? You got no, nothing. The rest of the conference teams. sucks, yeah, dude. Whole it's conference horrible. Is terrible. Iowa can't play offense. Wisconsin's in a rebuild. Nebraska, Nebraska might end up winning the Big Ten West. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a second. Minnesota might end up winning the Big Ten West. Like, that's how bad that part of the division is and how bad the conference is. So you're now going to add Oregon, Washington, USC, and UCLA to the mix. So this notion that Penn State year in and year out is going to be able going. to go 10-2 and two right. with losses to Ohio State and Michigan, I'm not buying because I think Oregon's better than Penn State right now. If Lincoln Riley sticks at USC, I would take them to be a better program than Penn State. Washington has proven they've won, what, 17 games in a row? Like, get out of here, dude. They would <laughs> yeah. smoke Penn State yeah. if they played them. So uh, I, I think their landscape will change and they will not be able to ride the coattails of a weak non-conference, losing to the good teams, and then beating up on the crappy part of the conference. Let's get to the Oregon-Washington part of the rankings. One of the panelists saying this about Oregon-Washington undefeated, but coming in fifth behind Michigan, who's played nobody, and Florida State. We could talk about that because Kaylin DeBoer was on the the ranking show debut. Mm -hmm. And Austin Meek's going to join us at the bottom of the hour to give us the latest on Michigan with the sign-stealing saga. So all that is ahead. Dirt and Sprague, back with more on 1080 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
All right, Austin Meek's going to join us at The Athletic. He covers Michigan. Uh, we had the Dabo audio. We didn't get to it yesterday. I was told it was difficult to cut up, and then I heard the cuts, and I went, "This, we got to play this. What are we doing? Terry from Spartanburg's not happy about how much Dabo makes. Do you want to hear very quickly <laughs> Mike Parker's call of the failed field goal attempt? I mean, if you want to do that to yourself, you go ahead. I'm I'm over it now. It's on you to Colorado. Moved on, moved on to Colorado. Good on for you. On to Colorado. You guys are going to kick the crap out of Colorado this weekend. We'll see. This was. I, I'm curious your takeaway. This was Mike Parker's call via Lear, uh, Learfield Sports of the fake Oregon State field goal at the end of the first half. A 34-yard attempt out of the hold of Josh Green. Dylan Black, the long snapper, and the left hash mark for Atticus Sappington. Snap is down. The Beavers are faking it. Sappington runs it. But the half comes to an end on the fake. They chose not to kick it. Sappington ran it and a stop short of the touchdown, which they had to have with three seconds to go in the half. So instead of kicking a field goal for the lead, they try to fool Arizona with the kicker running it and come up empty. You, I, I think he had the same reaction we all did yeah, of like, did. am I missing something right now? Is there more time on the clock than what it says? Because you could hear the wheels in his head spinning of like, and that will end the half. I texted him yesterday when I swag had sent this to me via email mm -hmm. and I text him and he actually didn't respond. And I don't blame him for not responding. And I basically said, Doc, I just heard the cut of the fake field goal. You did a great job containing the WTF that you rightly should have said. There was a lot of WTF in that. There was a lot of delay, like, and what they ran did. They needed a touchdown, <laughs> but they didn't get it. It was a lot of, like, what did I just witness? I think I think part of this is why you're going to beat the living brains out of Colorado on Saturday yeah, night. Well, prove it. You know, I think you're going to have a locker room that comes together for their head coach, and they're going to they're gonna take it out on a defense that can't stop a nosebleed. Uh, Kalen DeBoer popped up on the college football playoff yeah. uh, ranking show yesterday. Washington comes in fifth. Here's Kalen DeBoer on being ranked fifth in the first set of rankings. Yeah, I think it's exactly that. It's the initial, you know, and um, as quickly as the season's going by, um, there's a lot of football to be played. And uh, from our standpoint, um, you know, we, we've done what we're supposed to do as far as, you know, winning all our football games and um, got some some quality wins in there. But, uh, you know, the Pac-12 right now, just uh, with the slate of games, uh, you know, from top to bottom, um, there's, no, there's no gimmies. And, um, you know, this next uh, month for us is going to be a big month. So there's a lot of football left to be played. Um, not surprised, a little surprised they weren't top four. Like, I just don't know how not we're surprised. parsing out the undefeated teams here at these five teams. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, I think if you're a Husky fan and you want to gripe, go for it, man. Um, you control your own destiny. That's all that matters. Ohio State and Michigan are going to play each other. The tough part for Washington right now is they've looked really bad the last two weeks, and they've been very fortunate to beat two really bad football teams. Here's what you got going for you, though. Now, maybe you don't view it as a positive because if they keep playing the way they've been playing, this will settle itself on the field. But this will go out the window, dude. You go to USC, you play in a primetime game against the Trojans this weekend. I don't think USC is very good. That has been proven week in and week out on the field. But you're still going to get some bona fides for winning that game if you do. The next week, you get Utah at home. Utah is still ranked in the top 20. It's still a respected program. Look at the way people are talking about Oregon this week after their win over Utah. So you're going to have a chance to do the same exact thing. And then the week after that, I think Oregon State's going to kick the crap out of Colorado this weekend. Then they get Stanford. Oregon State's not going anywhere. That's likely going to be a two-loss 
team going into that game in Corvallis. You got three straight chances against top 25 teams in the next three weeks to, to shut everybody up who is questioning, you know, what's going on with you right now. So everything they want to accomplish is in front of them. They control their own destiny. If you want to get upset about being fifth instead of fourth, I'm more power to you. I don't really disagree with the argument, uh, but th- this will all get settled in, eventually in the next couple of weeks. What did you make Kirk Herbstreet uh, on that ranking show saying, quote, I don't want to play Oregon. He said of all the teams in the top four, five, six, in the top ten, of all of them, all the teams in the country, Kirk Herbstreet said Oregon would be the team he'd least want to play in college football right now. I, I didn't hear it. I don't know what you're talking about. Nobody's given us a chance. Taking on Cal this weekend. Just excited about the next opponent. Who are you doing this bit for? <laughs> I'm doing it for myself. Oh, okay. It's more of an internal thing. That's a weird thing to do when you know like the opposite <sighs> is what the reality Nobody's is. Nobody's giving us a chance, man. Everybody's okay. doubting us. Everybody loved Utah this weekend. Oh, everybody yeah. said Utah was going to win that game. You Nobody... know, everybody <laughs> came into the game talking about Utah's defense. <laughs> I'm not going to say who said that, but I saw that on Twitter yeah. and I about yanked all my hair out of my head. I, I have a weird thing internally that I there's a fear that once I fully believe is when the rug gets pulled out from underneath me. How many times has that happened to Quite you? often, actually. Really? Yeah. Like, I didn't fully believe in 2019, and then as the year went on, they kept piling up wins, piling up wins, piling up wins. They had two games to go, and I'm like, dude, they're actually going to do it. And then they lost to Arizona State. Hmm. I got there last year. 49 nothing or 49-3 was a really tough start to the year, and it took like a month and a half. Sure. We slowly recovered, piled up some big wins. There was only one close game in there against Washington State. Outside of that, Oregon was blowing everybody out, scoring four. 40 points. They had three games to go in the regular season, and I thought they're going to do it. They're actually going to do it. And then they lost to Washington and they lost to Oregon State. So there's that internal fear of like, once I get there mentally, is right when the rug's going to get pulled out. But I don't blame anybody for feeling that way. They're they're a dominant team in three facets right now. Maybe outside of trusting a field goal kicker to kick you a big kick, but defensively and offensively, they're as good as and as balanced as anybody. Like we can look at different teams in the top five. We just talked about Ohio State in the last segment. You want to tell me their resume is number one? That's fine, but their offense has not been good, man. Not been. I don't care who they're playing. Even against bad teams, their offense hasn't been good. It's excusable against good teams. So some of these teams that are ranked in the top five have flaws, and not that Oregon doesn't have any, but they seem to be more complete and balanced. So I don't blame anybody for for saying that, and they're kind of the talk right now because of the way they dominated Utah. Oregon has this has uh, plus 165 odds to make the playoff. Washington's plus 155. You're right on the heels. Yeah, we're right there, baby. I, I said this after the Utah game. I, I thought they would do to Utah what they did, and then you see it, and it kind of looks like, even though you think it's going to happen, it it's different when you see it. I mean, to win that game by 30, I did not see that coming. I saw him winning. I yeah. was comfortable on a win, but 35-6, to six, I did not see coming. I guess that's a fair thing to say. I didn't see that kind of beatdown, but I thought they would win the game kind of comfortably. I really felt this way Monday, man. I Georgia, I think, will always garner the natural reaction respect of the college football fan. Poor Missouri this week. They get the number two rat poison in the Georgia locker room. They're going to murder Missouri. Well, Missouri almost beat them last year, too. <laughs> they did. So there's a little bit of that FU come this to our house in, now. This one's in Athens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, outside of them, I, I think they can beat any of these other teams. Any of them. Nobody's giving us a chance. I'm man. trying to find the look-ahead lines. <laughs> yeah. There's always ways to do this, and sometimes I struggle to find it. I'm curious what they would be on a neutral site against... Ohio State against Michigan against Florida State because I would imagine they'd be favored against Florida State. Michigan I could see being favored over them. And then Ohio State, I don't know. I can't tell because Ohio State's offense is so bad. 
but the defense is so good. But Oregon's a more complete team on both sides of the ball. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's the whole basis behind our buddy Pate's model that it's just neutral site who would be favored. And that's how he does his rank, not rankings, but his poll. And so if you trust his model in terms of what he's hearing from Vegas. And that's what I kind of like to be like, show your work a little bit. Not sure how you're coming up with it. He has Oregon fourth. So the only teams he would have favored, his model would have favored over Oregon right now are Ohio State's third, Georgia's second, and Michigan is number one. So they would be favored, according to him, over Alabama, Florida State, LSU, Texas, on and on on a neutral field. The resume is warranting them being where they're at, but I thought you said something 100% accurate. I don't look at Ohio State and think best team in college football. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I see them as top five. I think th- I respect their defense. That offense is truly, truly tragic. You trust them to go into Ann Arbor and win that game if they have to? Because I sure as hell don't, man. Kyle McCord? No. I mean, look, you got Maserati Marvin, but you got <laughs> you got Honda McCord. Like, <laughs> that's the problem. Their, their quarterback is a Honda Accord, and their receiver is a Maserati. That's a hell of a nickname. I don't know if you just made that up on the no, spot. No, I saw it on Twitter. Calling it. Okay. Yeah, they're calling him Honda well, McCord and Maserati Marv. I know we get, we're going to go to Michigan here in a second. I, yeah. Last point on this, because one of our P1s texted in and said, you know, how do you figure that you're going to get past this? Nothing's going to change. You're just going to have the same argue, argument about different numbers. There will be arguments about two lost teams. They get into the number eight spot, an undefeated Boise State. Who doesn't? It'll be the same thing, just lower down the rankings. I see that argument. Here's here's the counter argument to what it. What is that in regards to? to I, I'm just saying I can't wait to get to an expanded playoff because this parceling out of the top four and what matters and what doesn't. Well, oh, resume gotcha. matters, but how you look matters. But we're just we're throwing darts blindfolded. Here's what I would say. Let's fast forward to the end of the season. Right now in a 14 playoff format. Washington wins out. Oregon wins out. Oregon wins the Pac-12 title game by a field goal. Mm. Who goes to the college football playoff? What are my scenarios in the other conferences? Does, did Florida State win sure. the ACC? I, just, I would ask this. Who would you rank higher? Washington wins out, Oregon wins out, Oregon wins the Pac-12 title game by a field goal. Back and forth, crazy. Well, I, I would rank time. Oregon because Oregon would have won the second tilt in a neutral site game. Okay. Uh, they lost the road game in the matchup in the regular season by a field goal. Mm-hmm. So the margins are within three. And also, who's looked the best to end their season? I mean, we're hypothetical there, but I, I would probably lean Oregon. But what I would say is, I think both teams in that scenario are Michigan, Ohio State. They'd they have sh- a shot at it. They should both be in the playoff is my kind of instincts. But what's Florida State do? Exactly. Does what Florida happens in the Big Ten? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, there's three other teams there. This is what's going to get resolved, though, in an expanded playoff because whoever would win that rematch in Vegas would have an automatic bid in. And then the other team, whether they're a one-loss team or a two, like if Washington wins the game again by a fuel goal and Oregon's sitting there 11-2 and two or whatever their final record would be, like you're going to get an at-large spot. We can debate where you should be ranked. Should you be ninth? Should you be 11th? Should you be 12th? Should you be 7th? That can be a debate. That's fine for the matchups, but you're in. And so a lot of this stuff is getting removed. There's going to be automatic qualifying or automatic bids for winning your conference. You're going to have the non-Power 5 teams. We don't have to debate, should Boise State get it? Should this, you know, you know Houston, or, or not Houston anymore, but Tulane. Like, should, you're going to have an automatic bid in. That's not going to be a debate. We're going to debate two lost teams, sure, but I don't think we're going to lose sleep over, well, you lost two games, so you don't really have that strong of an argument as opposed to right now, you're undefeated or one loss. Washington's outside the playoff looking in right now with a win over a top six team in the country and they're undefeated but they would be outside of the playoff if it started today. Let me ask you a scenario. Two spots and and Ohio State loses to Michigan. Michigan wins the Big Ten. Oregon beats Washington Pac-12 title game. What two teams get into the playoff? Oh, Michigan, God. Ohio State or Washington, <laughs> Oregon? Oh God. 
What the hell? Give me Oregon and Washington. It wouldn't happen, but give me Oregon and Washington. They, it's the better conference. They would deserve yeah, it. I would hope so. Austin Meek covers Michigan for The Athletic. We'll talk to him about sign stealing and where Michigan sits right now in college football. That's next for The Daily Ticker. Uh, Statter Story at 815. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Wednesday. More and more continues to come out about Michigan. Are they cheating? Connor Stallions, what's he doing on a Central? Michigan sideline. Let's talk to uh, a former Oregonian writer here, uh, or, or Oregon writer, I should say, man who covered our programs and teams very closely for years. Now he's out in the state of Michigan. Uh, Austin Meek, friend of the show, at by Austin Meek on Twitter. Go give him a follow covering Michigan uh, for the Athletic. Austin, thanks for the time, man. Uh, I, fan bases tend to have a they have a tendency to bury their head in the sand when their team is accused of doing something and they don't want to hear the, the truth maybe behind it. How has Michigan How has Michigan fan handled all this stuff with Harbaugh and Connor Stallions the last couple of weeks? Well, if you know anything about the Michigan fan base, I think Michigan has more uh, lawyers per capita in its fan base than <laughs> any other in college football. So they've all been, like, you know, scouring the rule book and, like, coming up with these really uh, complicated defenses for, you know, why Michigan was like really brilliantly, uh, you know, exploiting a loophole. You know, and, and then you see these pictures of this guy who very much resembles Connor Stallions, you know, with a goatee and a hat and sunglasses on the sideline at Central Michigan. It's like, guys, I really don't think any of this uh, was that calculated or that brilliant. Uh, so I think, you know, some Michigan fans probably still in denial a little bit. 
some Michigan fans very, very interested to know the origin of this uh, third-party investigation that brought this to light. Um, just a lot of confusion. You know, this is a really, uh, a really confusing, uh, confusing story that I think has left a lot of people really grasping for answers. Well, Austin, I got two questions. The first is, I, I would assume you're familiar with the Leo Leonardo DiCaprio picture that people use on Twitter when they're pointing to something at their TV with a cigarette and a beer. <laughs> yes, yes, much, very much so. Yeah. Was that you when you saw Connor Stallions in Central Michigan gear? Like, that's him. I know that's him. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good yeah i mean literally it was like okay like you could have at least done you know the fake mustache or you know <laughs> something uh you know because the, the the hat the goatee the sunglasses like it was just you know it, it a little bit over the top uh you know and you've got the shots of the guy like covering his face anytime the action comes near the sideline so he's not on not on camera. It's like, could you have made this any more obvious? The way the story is going, we said earlier, we wouldn't be shocked if he pretended to be one of the sick kids at the Iowa hospital just to spy on Iowa football because <laughs> oh. this whole thing is very uncomfortable and weird. I am curious what you're saying, though, of the university seems to be taking this a little more seriously. There was talk of an extension, then it was pulled, and now, like, Harbaugh, I read your story on The Athletic about Harbaugh kind of just like deflecting away and everybody kind of speculating. He's just going to the NFL, so he doesn't care about this. How do you think this is impacting the team, though? Well, one thing I'll say about this Michigan team is this is not the first time they've had to deal with a scandal or a controversy. I mean, they dealt with Jim Harbaugh being suspended for the first three games of this season. Uh, there's been stuff swirling around this team. You know, Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the NFL, all of this stuff. And and this Michigan team now for three years running really has not seemed to be affected by any of that. So I'll, I'll be surprised if if they come out in their next game and just look, you know, discombobulated or or distracted. That just hasn't been that hasn't been the pattern with this Michigan team. You know, in terms of Jim Arbaugh and his contract situation, I think it's a really interesting angle of all this because Michigan was very close to announcing a contract extension for Jim Harbaugh when all of this hit, which I think, you know, has maybe fed into the conspiracy theory that, you know, somehow the timing of this was not completely coincidental. Um, but I actually think there's a possibility that Michigan will go ahead and just do that contract extension anyway and say, Hey, you know, screw it. Like we like Jim Harbaugh. He's our coach. Um, we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna uh, let this stand in the way of, showing our commitment to Jim Harbaugh. The NCAA can come after him. Other schools can come after him. But I I get the sense that Michigan is going to stand behind Jim Harbaugh um, in all of this and, and take the gamble, basically, hmm. that there's not going to be something that comes out that makes this look a lot worse for Jim Harbaugh than it already is. Fascinating stuff. Austin Meek is our guest. We're talking about the Michigan sign-stealing thing. You know, I, I, I've heard a lot of jokes about the NCAA and how slow they move, and somebody I saw tweeted yesterday, like, I look forward to a ruling on this in 2086, and we'll get their answer on what should happen to the Michigan team. I think the other weird part about this, though, is what you mentioned. Michigan fans are curious where this all began, like what team originally reported them to the NCAA and to the conference. But that's the, that's the interesting part here is that the Big Ten could have something to do with this, and you're going to have a lot of really upset teams like Michigan State – Albeit they have their own issues of putting like Hitler on their jumbotron and their coach is doing God knows what when he's on his his phone and on private phone calls. But these other teams in the conference are going to be very upset. Like, do you expect anything to come from the Big Ten 
in time for the Big Ten title game, or are we just like we're kind of moving on and this will be something that hit, hits in the offseason or next year from the Big Ten? You know, I think Tony Petiti, the new commissioner of the Big Ten, is in a really fascinating position because this is pretty unprecedented. And you've got a, a brand-new commissioner now who's faced with, with this, you know, this crisis. And you've got some schools, I'm sure, that would love to see Tony Petiti come in and just drop the hammer on Michigan. Uh, but at the same time, I'm sure that he's weighing a lot of the things that we're talking about uh, and probably asking the same questions. Where did this originate? If it did originate, and I don't know, I don't know this, but if it did originate with a, with a rival school in the conference, um, that's, a, that's a layer of this that the commissioner has to be sensitive to um, because you don't want schools just you know, trying to tank each other's seasons in this way. And that's not to diminish anything mm-hmm. that's been alleged against Michigan because it is, it is serious. And if, if the allegations are true and if things are as they appear, this is, a, this is a problem for Michigan, a legitimate problem. It's not just something that some other fan base dreamed up. Uh, but at the same time, it's just very unusual the way this all played out with a third-party investigation uh, essentially dropping this information on the NCAA's desk. Um, so I don't know, to answer your question, what the Big Ten is going to do. I think that the Big Ten would like to keep a little bit of distance from this and not basically not make the first move. I think the NCAA investigation gives the Big Ten some cover, basically to say NCAA investigation takes precedence. We don't want to interfere with that. Uh, or preempt that by handing down punishment. But I do think there are a lot of people in the Big Ten who feel like if there is going to be punishment for Michigan that happens this season, it's going to have to come from the Big Ten. And I do think there are are people that will push for that. Uh, I know you cover Michigan and you've been over there for a couple years. I'm curious, has, has Oregon caught your eye a little bit? What you make of the Oregon Ducks and how often maybe you see them in the TV or you watch a game and you kind of go back to a time when you were covering the program, what you make of Oregon from all the way over there in Michigan? Yeah, definitely. I watch Oregon anytime, uh, anytime I can, I'm going to be seeing a lot more of them, uh, next year when, when, uh, everybody's in the big 10 together. I think this Oregon team is really good. I mean, this Oregon team in some ways reminds me of, of some of the great Oregon teams that I, I covered, you know, the team that went to the, the national championship game in the first year of the college football playoff. Um, I think this Oregon team is a playoff caliber team. I think if Michigan and Oregon met in the college football playoff, I think that would be a, a hell of a football game. Mm-hmm. I'm personally, I'm kind of rooting for that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but I, I really, you know, I really like the look of this, this Oregon team. I love Bo Nix. We do our Heisman straw poll every week and I'm like, you know, really close to, uh, to getting Bo Nix to the top of that list. So, um, I, I hope Oregon fans are enjoying this season uh, because it, it looks like a lot of fun. Well, and, and Oregon fans identified a Michigan gear-wearing fan or whatever in the stands last year at Autzen for the Oregon-Washington game who was filming sidelines. So with this this story has reached all the way back out to the I West like Coast. the people dressing up Austin as a Michigan <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. spy at games now. It's that become happened in like the Ohio State-Wisconsin yeah. game last right. weekend. There was a guy wearing a Michigan sweatshirt just filming the whole thing. I had a 
bad awesome. costume yesterday, and I thought I should have just come as Connor Stallion spying no, I, on oh, people. Oh yeah, trust me. I was I was out with my kids trick or treating in Ann Arbor last night, and uh, Connor Stallion is the most popular Halloween costume uh, in the city of Ann Arbor. Little my kids father. with goatees painted on. It's so I cute. I love it, man. I love it. Awesome, Meek, staff writer uh, covering Michigan for the Athletic, uh, friend of the program for a long time. At by Awesome Meek on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Thanks for the time out here in Portland, man. Glad to hear you're doing well, and uh, we'll have to catch up again soon, hopefully. All right. Great to catch up. Thanks for having me on. There you go. Austin me. Good stuff from him. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Connor Stallions. Trick or treat. <laughs> it's just a, <laughs> a little fake goatee, a little painted on goatee. I do. I want to get to a couple angles from this. Also, some texts are coming in. We were talking about the playoff rankings and where teams are and all that. Also, Dabo Sweeney is going back and forth with his own fan base. Whose side are we on here? We got a lot of college football nuggets still to get to back after this on the fan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. to get to a couple thoughts that were coming in at the Vancouver Ford text line. You can also hit us up on the YouTube live chat. The show's live there. Harley saying, sounds like you didn't have enough action last night. $20 will turn Maction into the NFL playoffs. That's I, true. I, it just sucks we can't gamble on the app. I don't, um, yeah, I don't gamble college football because I don't want to go through the hassle of it. The reports are tough because they're so short. What I would say, though, is I'm surprised in 2023. Mm-hmm. Swag, I, I'm... I'm legitimately surprised. Is Swag over there? Is Swag, uh, is yeah, he's there. Yeah. Still? He blends into the background sometimes. He does. No lights, <laughs> and he wears dark colors. Yeah. Swag, I'm surprised in 2023, Dirt is still saying out loud, it was a 20-point game in the second quarter, so I turned it off because I thought it was over. Like, how... Dude, I, I'm it's amazed. I mean, it was. NBA. I, know, I know, but it was Suns and Spurs. Like the Spurs haven't. Like, I, did I really think that they were going to come back in that game? You need four possessions where you make threes <laughs> and twos, and they just go cold for four possessions, yeah. and it's it's a it's like a two score game. It's, I can only name three Spurs. That's part of the problem. Well, most people can only name three Suns. Yeah, I mean, how many Suns can you name? And two really? of them weren't playing. Well, that's true. Some other guys aren't in. Well, we can because we have. I know Nurkic, too. Right? They have the the Shaka Troutdale yeah, on their team. Yeah, they got so. Nurk. They got Kevin Durant. You got Eric Gordon. I just Okogi Okogi. How do you say his last name? Josh Okogi. I am here in the NFL and the NBA where I don't turn games off with big deficits mm. right away. Now, if it's the fourth, kind of the end, okay. six minutes to go, and you're down twenty, that's fair. I'll still even hang around at that point. But I understand why people would. With the way the NFL is. The way the NBA is, I just don't think big deficits early are a reason to turn a game off yet. Yeah, I stuck around for the halftime show, and then I I turned it off, and then I I totally regretted it this morning. So you win this argument. Well, I, I'm not. I didn't get to, to hear Bull Bull is better than uh, Wemby. <laughs> that was the highlight of the night. I'm not trying to win an argument. I just I was a little surprised to hear you say that, <laughs> yeah. and and that probably more speaks to your interest in regular season basketball. I but... thought I should get flowers for watching the first half of that game last night. 
I've watched and followed <laughs> hockey all year, and you've done nothing but laugh and crap on me. Why would I give you flowers for tuning in? Give me some flowers. Minutes? I want flowers, man. But also, you ended up watching a decent little match in football game. So, I did, man. You know, Central Michigan was pretty good. I did want to get to this. So we were talking about you know teams and where they're ranked, and somebody said thirty-two points per game and four hundred and thirty yards per game is not a trash offense. Everyone is just used to Ohio State scoring Who they've played. 55 a Who game. Who have they played? Well, and look, I, I... Who have they played? Yeah, I acknowledge that trash might not be the right word. Like, sometimes we get aggressive with our examples and our descriptors, if you will. But I responded with this, and I'm curious if you guys... He couldn't come up with one, and so I think I won this one. But I just said, is there anybody in the top 10 that you would take Ohio State's offense over right now? Like, if you were just picking, I need to pick an offense. That's Look at everybody in the top question. 10. Is there anybody who you think, and maybe Ohio State's defense is enough to overcome this, and they're that good defensively that they don't have to be the traditional Ohio State offensively. I've made that argument all year. I think Ryan Day realized games are won and lost in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball, and he's gone about improving it and all of that. And so I think the defensively Ohio State is legit. There's zero doubt in my mind on that. But I don't think there's an offense in the top 10 right now that you would look at and say, yes, give me McCord and whatever they're doing over that. I just... Can we stop pointing to just numbers for arguments? 35 against Youngstown State, 63 against Western Kentucky, 37 against Maryland, and 41 against Purdue. Those aren't good football teams. Those are not good defenses. When they played Notre Dame, 17 points. When you play Penn State, who I don't even have that much respect for, 20 points. And that was a struggle bus. They got that last touchdown very late in that game. So, like, I get your point. You're giving me stats and what the average. It's not, it's a misleading thing here. You cannot in good conscience, if you want to argue pro-Ohio State, you cannot in good conscience text back in and say, yeah, I've watched Kyle McCord. The offense looks awesome. It doesn't. They play in a trash conference. The Big Ten is not a good conference this year. No, it's not. Let's just be honest about this stuff. Did you see who almost came in in the second half of that game, by the way? Were you guys watching Ohio State-Wisconsin second half football? I I didn't watch any of that game. I have no idea. Wisconsin's boring as hell to watch still. Totally fair. It was a one-score game. It was a slugfest. Yeah, I watched a good chunk of it. Another game where you could point to their offense not doing much. I think Washington State scored more against Wisconsin than Ohio State did. Uh, You know who almost had to come in in that game? So their backup is hurt, I believe. And then McCord was dealing with some ankle stuff. He got hit. He was getting beaten up as the game went on. You know who their reserve quarterback is? Marvin Harrison. Tristan Jebbia. Oh, that's right. I almost texted you guys because McCord limped to the sideline. And I was like, dude, we're getting close to Tristan Jebbia time with Ohio State season on the line. Because that for a while was a one-score game and Wisconsin was trying to find some offense. And it was I would I would have cracked up if he would have came in the game. He's still take? in college football. He's still playing. Hey, he's the Cam McCormick. <laughs> yeah. I give you a hot take. Yeah, what do you got? I, <laughs> don't I'd do be it. curious to see it. Don't do it. I'd be curious to see it. I do, I've watched this McCord kid play like four or five games. He just doesn't read the field. Yeah. And if he's not throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr., it's, it what is he tough. doing? It can be tough from time to time. He, not, by the way, two twenty six. Two touchdowns, two picks against Wisconsin. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's not very good. That's stellar weekend. offense, guys. He that's top notch offense. Threw a really bad pick in the end zone uh, on a drive that they should have scored. So he, he has struggled. They got great weapons around him. I think their offensive line is pretty good. It's just it's unique. It's a different kind of Ohio State team. And again, maybe their defense is enough to overcome it. But they're lacking a quarterback. They're lacking a quarterback. That's what it is. They've got is, Travion Henderson just returned. He's a stud, man. Marvin's a stud. Nobody doubts any offensive of that. line's good. Yeah. It's the one position. It's the yeah. most important one. Is why they struggle. All right, we got a lot to get to. In the final hour. I do want to get to Dabo. We didn't talk about that yesterday. That was lost in the shuffle. We'll play the audio for you. 
I, I love Terry from Spartanburg. So we'll get to that coming up. Statter story in the final hour. We haven't even gone over all the other trades in the NFL yesterday. The 49ers added Chase Young. It's Tyler, by the way. T- what did I say? Terry. I said, oh, I'm saying Terry? It's Tyler from Spartanburg. Yeah, let's call him Terry. I want to keep with Terry. It's a cooler <laughs> name. Terry's cooler than Tyler. Is it? I think so. I'm going to do that as a poll question. Terry's a better name than Tyler. Sorry. Um, all right, we'll get to all that and NFL trades. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spring on 1080 The Fam. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.